Welcome to Paradelphia. I am Santa Claus. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Santa Claus. No. This is Dave. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by my two favorite elves. What's up, Chuck and Gene? I'm not doing an elf voice. Uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And this is Gene Zilek. You can find me at Producer Gene. And strangely enough, this is not the only time of year I'm called an elf. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us for a bonus sort of holiday episode of, of Potadelphia. And I want to extend a very special welcome uh, to those of you that found us through the whip around uh, feed this week. So, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you find it in your heart to uh, to subscribe to the show. And I, and I hope I hope we uh, we entertain you uh, in our sporty sort of way. So uh, thanks. Thanks for being here with us. But today we are going to talk. But it is th- this week is the 50th anniversary of a very important event in Philadelphia sports history. And it involves Santa Claus. I feel like we should have sleigh bells in the background for this whole conversation. I don't do sound effects. (laughs) We got one sound effect for this show. And if if you've even watched a Philadelphia sporting event in the month of December, you know the event I'm talking about. Philadelphia Eagles fans throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Our, our black spot in history. Sometimes they bring it up in the middle of the summer if you watch a really batty Phillies game. Yeah, okay. it's, the, it's, the, it's the hair trigger. Anything that goes wrong, it's, well, they, they did throw snowballs at Santa Claus. And, and sometimes they leave the snowball part out and just say they booed Santa Claus. Like, oh, remember, these are the fans that booed Santa Claus. Like, you know, I, I like it when they at least get it right. Uh, they We threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Of course, we booed Santa Claus. We boo everything. But, I mean, at least get the story right when you bring it up for the millionth time. I mean, 50 years ago, do we think it's time to, to let it go? I mean, is it truly accurate to say Philadelphia Eagles fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus? Well, I mean, it was the age of the madman. They were probably mad at him that he wasn't in a three-piece suit with a uh, with a Manhattan in his hand. Is probably what really pissed them off. So, 1968, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's let's dive into the actual event because it's not so cut and dried as Eagles fans are evil. They booed the greatest man on earth, Santa Claus. I think the greatest man on earth is Nick Foles, but that's just me. Okay, well, St. Nick, Santa Claus, we're getting there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Frank Olivo, nice guy, goes to every Eagles game. And at the the last home game of every season, good old Frank dresses up like Santa. He's in the holiday spirit. He wants to share it with his Eagle fan brethren, uh, and he goes to the game dressed up like Santa Claus. This was probably a mistake <laughs> in 1968. Um, so it's the it's the last home game of the season. The uh, the Eagles 
were they had an abysmal year. They they were they were zero and eleven at one point. Um, and going into this game, they won the last two games leading up to this game. So they were two and eleven going into this game. Uh, and that winning those two games really annoyed Eagles fans because you guys know who the number one overall pick in 1969 was, right? Mr. Ornthal James currently in jail or is he out of jail now? I think he's on uh, probation. Session. Wait, where is he, Gene? I think he's on probation. Probably. Okay, so he's home. like he had he had you know, he had that whole thing where he had robbed some people in Vegas of his to get his own memorabilia back and then went to jail and then I think he's out now. Okay, so the Eagles are in line to get O.J. Simpson, one of the greatest running backs of all time, and we screw it up by winning two meaningless games. Uh, so Eagles fans are annoyed. I mean, it's understandable. Like, why are you going out of your way to win these games? Um, and it, then it snowed. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a snowstorm. So you've got a bunch and, of irritated Eagles fans in Franklin Field, I guess, at the time? irritated Eagles fans because their team won the last two games. So, I mean, like, that's kind of, you know, put it in a little context, I guess. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles scheduled to have a uh, Christmas pageant, mm-hmm. uh, they called it, uh, for the halftime show. But the uh, hired Santa could not make it in uh, due to the snowstorm. So what do you do? You go to the stands and you find a 19-year-old. Hell yeah, that's what you do in 1968. Anybody dressed up as Santa that could just do this for us? <laughs> and, and here's the first point I want to jump off on, because Dave has been giving us an accurate history of this, but this is a pretty apocryphal story. <laughs> and before we start talking, Gene, what in your head, what does this Santa Claus look like? <laughs> he looks uh kind of like uh Sean Bradley if you remember Sean Bradley from the the 76ers second round pick in like 1990 something maybe 1990 um so he's he's lanky and kind of mormon is kind of how i see this santa <laughs> yeah I, and before the show you described him like well the main thing i know about him is like too skinny and drunk and i've heard that he was I've heard that he was a bad Santa. Like it was just like not not only were these conditions around this Santa was skinny, he was sloppy drunk, he he was wearing dark sunglasses so he looked like he was in the mob. I mean, I heard all of these things and then like I saw a photo of the man. He wasn't terribly skinny. <laughs> <laughs> like he seemed like a perfectly fine Santa, but I mean, I think now rush to justify the the pelting um we we've damned the man uh, more than he deserves he was an inadequate santa but he wasn't a belligerent <laughs> drunk who, who was looked like a skinny homeless man who worked for the mob right but when you're you know tailgating at franklin field uh you know you didn't you don't know you're gonna have to actually perform in about an hour and a half in front of i don't, I don't know twenty thousand. i don't know how many people were there um, now, and, I'm, not, I'm not claiming he was sober, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not claiming anyone in the building was sober. I'm just saying. Well, that's like, the other side of it. I mean, you got however many thousand people in the stands watching a football game, and they see this 
um, I, I don't know, what do you, dime store Santa uh, come out on the field. I mean, they don't know that he was plucked uh, from the stands, right? It's just kind of like, well, what is that? Uh, is it some sort of chintzy? Uh, well, Mary Pat, Santa, Mary Pat Santa. probably knew because Mary Pat knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he looks kind of like if your dad went to uh, buy a, a Santa costume to to mess around with the kids, like that's what you know. It looks obviously fake. There's nothing authentic about it. It just looks terrible. No, it's true. I mean, I, I'm not saying he was a great Santa. I'm just saying that I've heard over the years the the charges get trumped up of like, yeah, yeah, everything was going on, but this kid, this guy was a horrible Santa Claus and just had it coming. Well, hey, man, we play it straight down the middle here. You know, we're not apologists for this. You know, we're not far be it from us to cast the first snowball. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, poor Frank comes out on the field and he's doing his probably the best he, he knows how. He's not a professionally trained Santa. Um, Do you think they gave him any instructions? Did they give him any instructions before he went out? Like, you know, throw gifts to the kids, throw candy canes, wave and say ho, ho, ho? Or was he just sent out there like his own devices? Look, if you have to tell someone to wave and say ho, ho, ho when they're portraying Santa, I don't even know where to begin. Well, that's why anything could help them. That's why you get hit with a snowball, probably. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Eagles fans had enough. Forget it. No one cleaned off the stands before they came in. There's snow all over the place. We expect a bunch of rowdy people to do. So the Eagles finished the season 2-12. and 12. Uh, The Buffalo Bills finished the season 1-12-1. and one. So ain't that some shit. <laughs> a tie. <laughs> yeah. So we lost O.J. Simpson by a half game. That That is worth pelting uh, Santa Claus over. I mean... Everything we know now about OJ, but for decades before the double homicide, he was somebody you'd be proud to be associated with. Maybe things go differently for OJ if he plays for the Eagles, though. That's maybe, a great point, Gene. Maybe, maybe history's different. Maybe he meets a different woman, some <laughs> lovely human over in Jersey, and and it's right he, because being tucked away in the obscurity of Buffalo wasn't uh, hiding him from the spotlight enough. It was he got he got into acting. That was his real problem. You need to stay away from the theater. I hear you. It's a good thing there weren't Kardashians back then. Well, their dad ended up working for him. Um. So, do you know who the Eagles did draft in 1969? That I don't know. I do not know that. Was it Santa? Uh, no, the gentleman's name was Leroy Keys. Uh, who was also a running back, you know, drafting for need there. Um, I I would oh, like so to when Leroy you, Keys was the number two pick in the draft, right? So he's probably no schlub. Actually, he was the number three because the American Football League got the number two pick. What? So we got double screwed out of that pick? Yeah. The yeah. NFL hates us uh, <laughs> because the leagues weren't merged. The, anyway. Um, I would like to read to you Leroy Key's Wikipedia page, if I may, under his professional career section. So the first is Philadelphia Eagles. Keys was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles with the third pick in the 1969 draft. He played for the Eagles from 1969 to 1972. Pretty, uh, pretty long career there with the birds. <laughs> he started out as a running back 
and had 637 total yards on offense, including three rushing touchdowns as a rookie. Um, nothing to write home about there. He saw a little playing time in 1970 and was moved to strong safety in 1971, where he made six interceptions and recovered three fumbles. That's better. That is better. The next year, he had two interceptions in 14 starts before going to Kansas City. Okay, so now I'll read you the entry uh, for his career at Kansas City. Here it is. Keys played for the Kansas City Chiefs in 1973. <laughs> there, there's no more information about Mr. Key's professional football career. That's it. He was on the team. He tried hard. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so you can understand that we, we were uh, really a half game away from having a Hall of Fame player on our team, and instead we got Leroy Keys. And maybe they'd be talking about the the Eagles dynasty of the 70s and not the Steelers or the Buffalo Bills. Oh, no, wait. They didn't have a dynasty either. (laughs) They just had a really good running back. Uh, So, I mean, what do you think? Is this worth a uh, lifetime of, I don't know, having this around our necks, this albatross around our necks? I'd say no. I I think this, for 50 years, this is too long a time to bring it up i think i i think it's not even the most egregious thing we've done by far i I think there's you know you know three other candidates that jump immediately to top my head but snowballs at santa like it's it's not that bad and it's just the go-to philadelphia incident so I think the statute of limitations has passed. We need to, to move to a more recent Philadelphia black eye. Gene? Well, having listened to this now, I've, 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 I've thought about it a bit more. And there's a certain amount of, I guess because of the mythology around it, there's a certain amount that I like about it. I enjoy the fact that we have such have inspired people to to such annoyance with us that they feel the need to like make up this elaborate mythology around our horribleness. Um, Because why else would you make this pretty much a footnote incident in most other places become the basically cliche thing to say when you want to hate on a, on a Philadelphia sports fan, because they don't just use it for Eagles games, although that's certainly where it most often comes up, but you'll hear it in Phillies games. You'll hear it at, at, and, and basketball games. You'll hear it with, with flyers games. It just becomes like a mark of how bad Philadelphia fans are. They, they booed Santa Claus. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Nobody bothers to actually think about, you know, why we would have done that or, Really, the fact that it was 50 years ago. But I do appreciate the fact that we have this sort of a mythology, because I remember hearing it when I was a kid, and when I first heard it, I didn't realize it was like a bad thing. I kind of was like, what is a badge of honor? Like I was like, oh, we, we threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Okay, cool. But obviously, I kind of got it later. Uh, I think two things. First off, 50 years, I mean, my dad was... 12 when this happened so i mean we're getting kind of like who who are you really saying through snowballs most most of them are dead merry christmas <laughs> um the other thing the reason i think it keeps getting brought up 
is because it's to- it's like basically in context of everything else that goes on in the world and some of the other things that goes on that go on in, in other cities it's really harmless it's snowballs at a um, makeshift Santa. I mean, you got people dying in the parking lot of Dodgers Giants games. I mean, you get people getting the crap beat out of them at uh, at the Coliseum and in, in, at Rams games. If it, it feels like Vikings fans are are involved with every kind of altercation you could think of, um, but where someone actually gets maimed or you know, died. Um, I mean, I don't know if it, it's really a, it's sort of a downer to keep bringing that up all the time, but throwing snowballs at Santa is kind of, um, I don't know, charming in comparison. Yeah, certainly compared to like putting people's in, in comas or whatever it is that Vikings fans do to people. <laughs> and, and yeah, there is some charm to it. And I I don't mind it as, you know, something associated with us. I mean, we do wear the tough fans as a badge of honor. It's just it's hacky and it's and when it's brought up sincerely, it's like, you know, somebody comes back, you know, first game back and like uh we're we're booing a returning player and they're like, "Well, don't forget, these are the people who booed Santa Claus." Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like it was the actual Santa Claus from the North Pole, like going like, "Oh, my first public appearance!" Like, boo! <laughs> my mole Santa's better. Boo! Like, no, that's not what happened. And so, if it's if it's tongue in cheek, if it's you know playfully making fun of Philly fans, that's fine. But when it's always lest lest we forget, these are the people who booed Santa Claus. You know. I mean, I'm happy that it's not, you know, I, you know, Philadelphia's a tough crowd. These are the people that force themselves to vomit on a child in an undercover cop. Like that—that's like I'm happy that's not the cliche. But right, right. like Philadelphia fans are crazy. These are the people that eat horse shit after they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia fans are crazy and here come the D cells. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I mean, I think it's the safe play to give an example of uh I don't know how I don't know, hostile Philadelphia fans are. I don't think any player in the league is like, oh my god, those people they uh, wait, they booed Santa. I can't go, I can't play there. I'm afraid to walk into that stadium. What you, if they boo me? Do you think when Joe Buck shows up at the at the you know at Citizens Bank Park or the Link, they hand him a sheet and like with the bullet points of like what to say when you're talking about Philadelphia Eagles fans? It's like reminders. Like I don't know if it's produced by Fox Sports or if the Eagles produce it themselves. And it's like right at the top. It's like don't forget big bold letters. We boo Santa! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Oh, right, also, right. also, we had a prison. They act oh, like we had yeah, Alcatraz yeah, yeah. under in, 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 at the vet. We had an inescapable prison. prison. Azkaban used to be housed <laughs> underneath. They had a judge. They had to bring a judge in. They would convict criminals during Eagles games, and then they would hang them outside. Oh my god, that's <laughs> hot. yeah! Right before the uh, the director's obligatory cut before commercial to uh, some some guy making a cheesesteak at, at the griddle. 
right? Like, ha- have you ever seen a Philadelphia sporting event where they have not shown that shot before they cut to commercial? No, they have to. It's, it, they've only got, and it's the same shot. They've just been using it since like 1988. <laughs> the guy in the shot's dead because he's been eating cheesesteaks, so his arteries clogged up. But I mean, let's just talk about it because everybody basically uh, categorizes Philadelphia fans in general as like I don't know, I don't know how you want to describe it. the worst, the I don't cla- classless savage i don't know what's the what's the best way to, to say barbaric it? like they they make us sound like we're we're some sort of like mass hysteric meatheads that are about ready to literally riot at you know the drop of a hat they do make us sound that way now in their defense <laughs> sometimes we play into it but i don't think any more than any passionate sports town i think you could easily you know substitute uh boston for for the philadelphia tropes or uh new york um you know any any place on the in the northeast um you know vikings fans we've already established are murderers i mean you can say the vikings fans <laughs> as well um so i i think I, I think it's just uh, it's you, you go back to the punching bag because we're the easy punchline. I really oh, think Philadelphians that are the worst. Chicago should have as, as bad a reputation as we do. I mean, have you ever actually interacted with fans that are Cubs and Bears fans? I don't know about White Sox fans. I don't know if those people actually exist other than Barack Obama. Um, but Cubs and Bears fans, like they are just as passionate and just as kind of like rabid as we are. So I don't understand why, you know, I guess because they got a Saturday Night Live sketch. I don't know. When do we get our Saturday Night Live sketch? <laughs> we did right before the it. Super Bowl with uh, Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, as, know, some, as some colonists. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I as mean, good as the George Went one. I, I'm, no. just, I'm just exhausted trying to fight it. Like, forget it. It's It's no use. Like, lean into it now at this point. Like, just embrace it. I, actually, if people were like, yeah, you know what? Eagle fans, like, pretty nice. It's pretty gracious going there. I'm not into that. I, honestly, I'm not. I, I, and I don't want – I mean, really nothing annoys me more than walking into one of my stadiums and seeing opposing team fans there. Yeah, it does like, annoy me. I mean, the, the Mets situation is out of control. Yeah, that's not good. That needs to stop. And, you know, the Phillies need to get good so that stadium gets, like, returned to balance. Yeah. Um, And I use use it to judge other fan bases, too. I'll I'll tell this story frequently of I went to um, Capitals uh, versus Flyers 2008 playoff game. I'm at the whatever the Washington, D.C. train station is. I blanking on the name and i'm in line to get a cup of coffee and i'm wearing my flyers jersey and not a single person booed me not a single person yelled flyers suck i had a few people give me kind of like a a frightened side eye but like nothing like (laughs) Like they were afraid of you yeah like they were afraid of me (laughs) and but like i wanted to get a, a bit of a hard time like and it's what you expect. It's what you want from a passionate fan base. And I'll just give my own story about this. It was 
there's a rally sports house like the like the local sure. shop where you can get all the different teams and i think it's a nationwide chain and i was in an area that had one and they were had an alex's lemonade stand outside and they were trying to get people to come in and go like oh yeah it's got all the you know phillies eagles whatever sort of stuff and the, and the people were like oh no we're from out of town we're, we're actually new yorkers we're mets fans and i booed them we weren't talking <laughs> You booed them in a store, eh? No, I booed them outside a store. Okay. I was just walking past to somewhere else in the strip mall. But I booed them because, well, that's that's what they should get. You shouldn't be able to come into Philadelphia and go, I'm a Mets fan and not get booed. Well, like, that's why Mets fans are able to, you know, populate. Citizen. Look, I get annoyed with it, but I'm not about to dump a beer on someone you know, throw a throw a can at them or, you know, spit on anybody. Like, I'm not into that. However, um, I do salute the people that do do that because it, <laughs> it, it deters people from coming into, you know, I like that when, a, you know, a Cowboys fan wants to come to Philadelphia to see a Cowboys-Eagles game, they are advised not to wear a Cowboys jersey. You know, like, I, I enjoy that. Uh, you know, these people need to fear that like, there's an element of fear. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> well, you have the a problem with that? The problem with the Dallas fans that are at, at the link is none of them came from Texas. They all, okay. I mean, I they get, all yeah, came I from here and they should certainly know better. Yeah. And I'm going to, I agree with you, Dave, too. Uh, because let's go back to the, the Vikings fans. I mean, we've established they're a pretty tough lot. And they were talking a lot of shit before coming into Philadelphia for that uh, NFC championship game. And it's like, oh, Philly fans think they're so tough. We're going to give it to them. <laughs> and then, like, oh, boy, did they turn into crybabies. I'm like, you started the fight. You're that like, is my oh. favorite part about that whole that whole story. Yeah, I mean, we got all the crap about that. But, I mean, they were the instigators. They were. They said, we're not intimidated by you. And then they threw beer cans at us. Eh, somebody shoved me in a parking lot. Like, okay, get, get over yourself. <laughs> and you dressed Rocky up in some, like, weird purple stuff. And yeah. then took a picture around it. It was ridiculous. And then we went to their house and won the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> that is, that is I watched the Super Bowl again today. <laughs> Can I just say that? I watched the last five minutes of the Super Bowl again today. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, that, that's the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. I feel like every flight that comes into Philadelphia, they should play the last five minutes of the Super Bowl as the, as, as planes land, just so people will like really appreciate what they're coming into. <laughs> I mean, like, I like that we're annoying. Like, I want to be annoying to the rest of the country. I like that when we get, when we're, you know, we're playing a road game, there's these planes filled with Eagles fans doing Eagle cheers the entire trip and, and clearing out the plane of all of its alcohol. Like, I really do enjoy that. Um, and I don't, I hope we never lose that. And if it means we got to be reminded about throwing snowballs at Santa Claus constantly, fine, because that's the least of everyone's concerns. I w and I think I've come around on this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate to have to be like, I don't know, like Jacksonville fans or Tampa fans or, you know, oh, they're well, how such, about the, how about the they're such nice old, folks. Sweet old St. Louis Cardinals fans. Yeah. I was just going to say, oh, they're such pure baseball fans. They're the nicest. 
It's baseball. It's baseball heaven, Scott Rowland. Uh, sorry, Scott Rowland. I can't, I can't play in Philly. Uh, they're, they're mean to me. I'm going to go to St. Louis. So when are we going to do the um, J.D. Drew special? <laughs> Does Doricell have like a holiday? <laughs> the weather's getting warm. We can do it for Valentine's Day because it was such a love fest between us and J.D. Drew. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe like a good like all star break. It could be it could be like Philly's greatest love affairs. Us and because JD that's Drew. The next one. I mean like uh, us and Deion Sanders. Us and Michael out, Irvin. Yeah, he as like the, so yeah. Well, how about that? What about players that brought out the ugly? Oh well, Michael Irving, uh, Michael Irvin, uh, definitely up there. You know, us cheering his career ending. Injury or just season ending? Uh, I'm. I think it was career. I, ending. I feel like it was career ending as well. It, I mean, you you got to own that one, right? Like that was pretty terrible behavior. And if we knew it was career ending, like at the time, if it, like there was some graphic that came up in the jumbotron, like career ending injury, like it would have <laughs> been louder. Yeah, you know it would have been. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. god, we're free. It's hard it. to justify it, but. Unless you were, unless you lived through, just the oh god, never ending frustration that uh, of ineptitude we had at the hand of the at the hands of the Cowboys, that Cowboys team, uh, it's difficult to describe. It really is. We also in that same around that same era, we had something called the Bounty Bowl, and we had something called the Body Bag Game. The body Bag Game, yeah, that was a good one. So Buddy Ryan really brought out. Um, but a he was kind of, of like own. more like a catalyst in that way. Like he was kind of like, I think he really taught us how to hate. I really feel like he, <laughs> I like mean, the Cowboys specifically. Yeah, he yeah, taught us sure. how to truly hate the Cowboys. Uh, what do you think, Scott Stevens? Oh, and I just uh, I've been watching a lot of <laughs> that stuff, and man, does he really? Yeah, doing the like Lindros hit. I, it was just the, it was just the end for me. Like I, I couldn't handle it. Anymore. I hated him before that, and that just yeah. capped it. You know, I hated the Devils. I yeah. hated him, and then oh, fat boy that. for me. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, bro. Door broke our hearts so many damn times. Yeah, and I'm not sure why I call him Fat Boy. Because he was <laughs> he was a fit man. No, he 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 had a little extra padding. I, I mean. mean <laughs> yeah, but comparatively speaking. Oh no, he'd put either one of us to stream. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean up there, uh, Scott Stevens. Yeah, that that Devils team was uber annoying. Really hateable. Um Crosby. I'm like it's an easy yeah. answer, but ooh. How about when... Joe Carter? Uh... See, it just never really like came back. Yeah. You know, it's like you hated him in that World Series, obviously. And then after it was over, I mean, you really, I mean, we still, you know, we still hate him, but um, it's like not really a what, thing for me anymore. Was like Mitch Williams a thing that you hated for a while? No, I love Mitch Williams. Did you yeah. turn on Mitch? Did you like hate Mitch? For a I while? did. I, I don't know. I was so that that team for me. I never really turned on any of those guys. But I know. I know uh, that, that I he always that team so much. he talks a lot about how there was a stretch where he was getting like nasty letters and stuff at his house. Oh yeah, he's I can't identify with that. I none can't. of none of nobody. My I, hate goes out. I don't like turn my hate inward. I hated uh, 
the the manager for making that decision more than I hated Mitch Williams because he shouldn't have even been in that spot. Yeah. How about um, all right? So, what do you think about let's let's think about some people that are like active. Uh, oh God, name's escaping me. The dude on the Celtics that um, they drafted three. Oh, uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, is he like up there now? He's getting up there. Like no fault of his own. No. I mean, the dude's just playing basketball. Yeah, just because he he got drafted. drafted him. But yeah, Jason Tatum is up there for me. Every bucket he gets is like a dagger in my heart. Yeah, the the Boston Celtics right now kind of collectively are kind of like building up. Like I'm so excited for because I don't hate the Toronto Raptors, who are clearly a better team than the Celtics. But like I hate the Celtics. Um, who else now? Zeke don't like Zeke. Oh yeah, Zeke brings out the hate. But I mean, <laughs> Jerry, uh, Chuck, what's what? Jerry. The yeah, Jerry Jones, the oh, yeah, 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 the nicotine teeth, the leathery skin, all the <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I for some reason I was thinking that was his nickname, like Zeke, you know, Jerry, right? I'm like, oh god, with his another nickname when, when when they cut to him in the press box, you know, and he's happy that that brings it out of you, right? Oh god, I hate him. Oh, that he's probably my most hated figure in football non-serious crimes edition like you know the people like the people who are like i'm pretty sure he murdered somebody or it's like if so-and-so pressed charges he'd be in jail for a long time they they trump jerry jones but in the fun hate category definitely jerry jones tops in football right um yeah i mean we're gonna get some in baseball this year yeah, because it's about time. Baseball now, um, and there's going to be some Braves that we're going to not can't stand. Oh, I, I hate the Braves on the whole, just for uh, the tomahawk chop before realizing just how racist it was. I mean, I was a kid, you know, but it was yeah. it was obnoxious. It was like, and it was kind of cool. Like the whole stadium did something. Kind of wish you know we all did something. But it was just so obnoxious. And then later, it's like, you know, probably way too late for me in life to go, wow, that's really damn racist. Like, that's not cool. Who yeah. thought this was a good idea? And I, 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 I hated enjoyed both. Go ahead, Gene. I hated Bobby Cox a lot during that era, too, because he was always so scowly and angry. It's like, your team is always winning. What are you so pissed off about? He's another one that was like a famous, like, wife abuser, right? Before it was like, now it's like really bad to be to, to abuse women and then it was kind of like casual like this is this is a bad guy Bobby right? Cox like was? if Bobby Cox rolled out that kind of behavior today I mean there's no way he would be in baseball for as long as he was So if Bobby Cox had had Twitter like they would have had him I, dead I, to rights I worded that terribly by the way Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah well for one second I thought I was going to say he was abusing women before it was cool like that's where I thought that phrase no, was going to go say that. No Jeez. <laughs> Man, our Christmas show has gotten dark. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to. Oh, I like it when we steal another team's uh, stadium wide uh, chant or, you know, I don't know, celebratory jet. Yeah. The, the skull thing when we made that the Foles uh, chant. Yeah, that was And in good. 93, when we were playing the Braves in the playoffs and there's the, we're doing the chop at, at Veterans Stadium. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. The Olay chant over the Canadians in uh, 
2010. That was I loved that. That was yeah, one of my favorites. Use that. Uh, use that against them. Maybe uh, to close out. Maybe we could we could say what what we hope in the in the year to come, or what we want for Christmas for the for the four teams. Okay. Great. Well, who wants to start? Which which team should we start with? Uh, we can start with the Sixers. I'll go. Okay. What do you got? Uh, two things. I would like uh, a win over Boston on Christmas Day. That's and setting it low. That's, that's setting, setting it low. low. Yeah. And then the second thing I want is some freaking depth on our bench. We got <laughs> okay. a, there was a report that came out that we have one of the best starting fives statistically in basketball. Like that's not even that's a real stat. Like we have one of the best starting fives in basketball. The bench kind of falls off. I think we, I heard something like that where they're scoring like 80 points a game, the starters, yeah. and then the bench is uh, is like a, a minus uh, – one of the lowest scoring Yeah, we're like a, a plus 25. <clears throat> so uh, I would love to see us pick up somewhere – I don't know if you, you, you move that Miami first pick because that looks like it might be valuable. Pick up yeah. a couple of depth guys and let's make a run at this thing. I'd like a Joel Embiid MVP this year. That oh, would be man. great too. Because I think a lot of good, like that, would be a sign that a lot of good things happen. A- any any chance we get three All Stars this year? Yeah, there's a chance. I don't know if Ben will make it. The guy had another triple double today, though. I know, but I just don't know that. Joel and Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's go to the Flyers. What do we want for the Flyers for Christmas this year? Well, I think we got most of our Christmas presents early. Besides a gritty doll, Chuck. <laughs> Yeah, I've been having my issues with that. Um, um, we got most of our Christmas presents early. We got a Carter Hart start. We got rid of Dave Haxtell. <laughs> um, so I would my say... Boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend. My boyfriend. Carter Hart watch, I guess, is over. Hey, I've been beating the drum since yeah. the show started. Yep, since the very first episode. And I was right all along. Should have started the season. <laughs> We'll we'll see what happens in game two, yeah. not to date this show. But um, <laughs> I would say uh, what I would like for the Flyers for Christmas is a return to form for Ivan Provorov and uh, Shane Gossespair. And one of two things, the other one, either a high draft pick or a first-round playoff win. I want nothing in between. High oh, okay. draft pick. Or first round no, um, win. No wishing for a new coach under the tree? Or is that like a done deal? Like that's pretty much going to happen. I don't know. That's up in the air. Um, oh, it but is. It, it, I still think it's going to happen. I still think Quenville's going to happen. Um, we will bring in either Gordon's going to win the job or we'll bring in a new coach. So I don't need to ask for that. That's like, that's like you don't ask Santa Claus for socks and underwear or like right, okay. like new work shirts. You're going to get them. Ask for something you know different. So the Phillies, I mean, we all know what we want to be the, the present where, uh, you know, mom and dad go, oh, I think that there's something. Oh, I think I see something behind the couch. <laughs> Go, why don't you go look behind the couch? Is there something hiding there? Like, we all know that we really want that Bryce Harper present. Um, but what do you want in the stocking? What do you uh, what, what a little extra something? Something I want, I want a new catcher. Yeah, you want you want real muto? 
I mean, that would be a pretty sweet stocking <laughs> if I could get that. But I don't know. Is Chooch still around? <laughs> no, he's not. Well, how much Adderall do we need in the stocking to, to get him <laughs> on his game again? How about a pitcher? Um, I hear we're in the market for Kluber. I would like that. Kluber is uh, Kluber's yeah, a fun guy to watch. Know. The the other the other thing I keep hearing is Andrew Miller. Is that is that something that you, you you've heard? Maybe a yeah, maybe I a closer. Stocking, I think the stocking present. We need a we need a closer because I'm not Sir Anthony is not my like the end of this discussion for that. Sir Anthony is a great eighth inning guy. He's he's the hold master. And, uh great. I don't know about great, but. Great. He, that's where he belongs the eighth inning and the he one bl- thing I, I want for Chuck is to not have to go through the the agony that he went through this year with our closers <laughs> yeah, they, did, they did hurt me a lot um, for Sir Anthony I just want him to get an inning and like stick to it oh like, like just be your, you own this inning well, or if he's going to be a closer, let him be a closer. If he's going to be middle relief, let him be middle relief. If he's going to be the setup guy, not just be, we like you a lot. We're, we're going to start you in the second. Like, what? Would that be a nice present for everyone on the Phillies? Like, you actually get a role defined for you? <laughs> yes. For yes, sure. I would. Hi, Scott Kingery. You're going to be our first baseman today. And uh, so, Eagles. Playoff berth. Is that kind of what we're left with now? Yeah, no, I think, and I don't think it's what we're left with. I think that's a, we had a great Christmas last year. You know, we got, we got the Xbox, we got the new TV, you know, we got, you know, high speed cable. We, we, we got lots of good things last Christmas. We don't want to be greedy. Like, so I think a playoff berth, you know, maybe a wild card win, you know, something to be excited about to until mid-january that's what i want i want eagles football to mid-january and i'd be a very happy kid this christmas i'll tell you the 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 thing that i want is one more shot at dallas this year that's that's what i want that's a good one that's a good one um all right well then that's our show for today well well, i i i I just want to close on on one last thought here dave uh you talked about you know not being able to live down this Eagles incident. And I just want to read something to you. Uh, This is from May 2nd of 2015. And it begins, the man famed in Philadelphia sports history as the Santa Claus who was booed and hit with snowballs at an Eagles game on a winter day in 1968 has died. So Frank Olivo, the first line in his obituary was getting hit by snowballs and booed so i think we just have to take a moment tip our cap to that santa and the brave men and women who helped boo him and pelt him <laughs> and, and establish a legacy that i think we all agree that we we now appreciate anybody else kind of <laughs> sad that frank didn't get to see the super bowl you know what that's a thing yeah i'm upset about that now that you brought that up I'm, if, if there was anybody that deserved to have seen us win the Dan Lombardi trophy, it was the guy who got hit with snowballs. Yeah. And I think, so do you think if he was alive, they would have 
brought him out there to like kind of you know how they bring the uh the like bring bartman back for like all this stuff and exercise the demons and all that nonsense if not for the super bowl itself he certainly would have been out at one of those home games like probably the 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 falcons game or the or the the vikings game they would have definitely had him with the whole gear on he would have had the hat on the whole <laughs> bit he would have been standing next to sylvester stallone and whoever we had that was 100 years old like that <laughs> they would have been like the holy trinity of good luck charms well he'd probably be ringing the bell at a Sixers game because uh, they are running out of people to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. So much stuff that Frank missed out on. So close, Frank. Frank, you almost made it. Although, I guess he does get to go down in mythology as as, as the Santa. He does. So that's something. Um, it's not nothing. All right. Well, happy anniversary to the, uh, the throwing snowballs at Santa incident. Uh, and again, thank you, everyone. Uh, whip around subscribers that uh, that that stuck with this episode and, and check this out. Please, please feel free to subscribe and, and rate our show if you uh, if you are so inclined. Um, other than that, have a great holiday if we don't talk to you before then. But we are going to be back on Christmas Eve. We'll have a Christmas Eve episode uh, where we're going to talk about the Eagles game uh, the day before. We're going to talk more Carter Hart. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll finally get to talk about Jimmy Butler on the JJ Redick podcast. Um, and please, can we get a can we get a big signing from the Phillies? We're like itching to talk about that. So um, have a great last day of your work week before before the holiday. And uh, if we don't talk to you before that, have a great holiday, and we'll see you soon. 